and I'm seeing the lack of work. I'm not saying the result of it, but I'm just seeing the lack of work. They live in uh, small confines. Their pleasure is not to work. They look at work as something that you get paid to do. And so work has a wrong term. My work is love. I enjoy it. Someone who loves doing what they do, you call it work. It's a love. It's, you enjoy it. You get rewards. So a big lesson would be find something you love and do it. That's it. Seniors to seniors, whether a senior in college or senior in your mature years, the common denominators of every stage of life is explored as host Robert J. LaCosta interviews seniors about how they got to where they are and how they are continuing to crush it in their mature years. LaCosta is known as the senior editor because he has interviewed seniors for the past three decades and is perhaps the longest running writer in this narrowest of niches. This podcast affords him the opportunity to pass along the same sagely wisdom that he has received from elders and has admired during his 30s, 40s, 50s, and now. LaCosta is a board-certified hearing instrument specialist who has helped over 10,000 seniors overcome hearing impairment. He draws deeply from the intimacy and privilege of those relationships. And now, it's time for The Age Sage. Well, welcome to another featured story of The Age Sage. I'm your host, Robert LaCosta, and with me today in Dwaynesburg, uh, New York, is John Barr. John, welcome to The Age Sage. Thank you, Robert. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, when you... Yes. When you live through, um, uh, you're in your ninth decade, Correct. I think you deserve an applause. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, John, before we get started, let's just cut right to the chase here. Sure. Tell me how the heck you could dance for a couple hours straight at 84 years old at our niece's wedding. I love it. <laughs> you look like I a lo- teenager. I no, love it. None of the teenagers could keep up with you. That was something I was given a long time when I was in school, and that stayed with me. But then, and later... Uh, I've been active, but now I, I do yoga, Pilates. I've been doing it for probably 12 years. I was doing it every day yep. until the body closed. But I attribute yoga and Pilates and exercise every day, giving me the ability to do what, I, what my heart wanted me to do. Tell us a little bit about this farm. It might give uh, viewers and listeners a little idea of how you get some of your exercise. <laughs> the, um, how many acres are we talking about? 100 acres of land. Actually, it's a blessing, as I told you, I was led here. Well, it's 100 acres. You know, some people watching or listening are in a 600-square-foot apartment (laughs) in a city. So uh, 100 acres, you get a few exercises in. It it, it gives you energy, being being part of nature, walking in the woods. Uh, I cut wood. I I split probably six cords of wood last year. Uh, I go in, cut the tree, bring it in, split it, and I burn it. Uh, That... There's a love of that. There's a there's a reward for the work. I'm, uh, yeah, I think what it is, there's a reward for what I do. Mm-hmm. I, I work, and there's a result. I mm-hmm. get warm. Mm-hmm. I paint. I mean, there's there's a reward when I'm on the farm. The, I uh, I come here, and it's not work. It's something you want to do. When I get in the morning, I got things I want to do. 
And I do it. I just fixed the mailbox today. It took me two hours. <laughs> yeah. You know, once you get into a job, doesn't it always take longer than you think? Oh, absolutely. Oh, well, when you get older, absolutely. Uh, no, I don't even mean that. I mean, it just everything always uh, mushrooms into something else. You know, we have a lot of young listeners uh, with podcasts. The idea of work and a reward. You know, my mother used to say, work comes before pleasure. Speak to the younger generation right now about the concept of work, because I think work is why you're healthy. <laughs> I'm seeing that. I have grandchildren, and I'm seeing the lack of work. I, I'm, I'm not saying the result of it, but I'm just seeing the lack of work. They live in the small confines. The pleasure is not uh, to work. The, the pleasure seems to be away from They look at work as something that you, you get paid to do. And so work has a wrong long term. My work is love. I, I really enjoy doing what I do. It happens to be, it's, 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 done, it's done for a positive reasons. Painting, I'm, I'm going to be painting my barn next week, which is, people say, you paint, yeah, I paint my barn. Why? Because it's rewarding. I enjoy it. There's a result of it. And there's, I think younger people, if, boy, it's, it's really... Again, I'm very careful because here I am a, as a senior myself, and I don't want to bash yeah. the next generation. But I do feel that sometimes, uh, not just their generation, but the generation that's teaching them, whether it's the boomers or the next ones, the professors and everything, this idea that eventually, you know, we'll have robots doing any all our work. We won't have to do work. Uh, everything um, is wrapped around not having a home, not having a homestead. So you don't have to take care of things. And pleasure comes from outside the home, going to a wine bar, a coffee shop, traveling. This is the stuff. Now, to say blank in a blanket sense that these things are wrong, that would be crazy. Traveling is great. Enjoying yourself, going to a wedding, going to a wine bar, a good coffee, cup of coffee in Venice <laughs> or uh, wherever you travel to. It, there's nothing wrong with these things. But the idea of trying to structure a life, just forcing everything toward the possibility that we won't have to work anymore. And the way we'll do it is by some communal method of ushering everybody into a little space so they really don't have to cut a lawn or do anything. That has been taught to them. I don't think millennials and Zs came up with that on their own. The uh, AI has an issue right now. In fact, I know I discussed this with uh, a person who works for, uh, in the stock business, that he works every other week, gets paid full, because there's not enough work. So AI... Artificial uh, intelligence. Is, 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 a, is a future, uh, or the optimum is, uh, well, in Saudi Arabia today, people don't have to work because of the affluence of the oil. I think in this, I think we are in that... The blessings of work, I, I, I just can't ex explain because the word work is not applicable. It's not work. It's something, just think you're wanting to do something you enjoy. Theologically, uh, a lot of people have uh, getting to the point you just made, that it's a labor of love. Work is love. Love yes, is work. It's part of you. Uh, you know, you work for your grandchildren. But unfortunately, maybe some of us have worked to the point so that our children and our grandchildren don't have to work as hard as we did. But getting back to the theological point, a lot of people thought that when uh, God kicked Adam and Eve out of there, work is a curse by the sweat of your brow. Now, what you're doing and I'm doing right now is work. I, this is something I love. So whether it's the sweat of my brow or not, I can still love work. 
Thank you for saying that because um, I would be standing. My my work is is labor. I somehow that's the way I'm made. I I enjoy doing physical things. Yep. It, it satisfies me. That's the way I'm made. A green uh, someone who loves doing what they do. You call it work. It's it's a love. It's you, you enjoy. It. You get rewards. So a, a big lesson, a huge lesson, would be find something you love and do it. That's it. Find something you love. Now, it's that simple, but so hard because we go to, as we go to college, and we lose the whole pattern of what we love. Now, you said about dancing. I could have really, what my love was dancing, and that could have been a career. I truly, and I sing. So that could have been a career, but no way was it ever taught that you can be a dancer and a singer. Make a living. And, and, and enjoy yourself doing it. And I, I miss that. I truly miss that. I, I have to admit to that. But the blessings that I received by being here was God-led. And by being here, the blessings have been just beyond. My son was here working today. It's just wonderful. So, oh, boy, yeah. If you, that's a bonus. If oh. you get a, a son or grandson, yeah. great-grandson to work oh. alongside you, psh, nothing, nothing's... Nothing's right. better than that. Yep. Um, a hundred acres. Yes. I think a lot of people today would look and say a hundred acres. That's literally for the birds. I I don't. I, I want to hire somebody to cut my lawn. I want you know. I want pain. I think they associate pain and labor labor yeah. with pain. Yeah. But look at a mother about to have a baby. There's no baby without the labor and the pain that's it you're you're mentioning that work is a blessing yes how has this home and all the work that you put into with your family and you mentioned having three weddings here not just having a place for a wedding but how has a home and a homestead enriched other people's lives what's the blessing of the work that you guys have done here <laughs> it's it's difficult to describe the, the the blessings of having a hundred acres it might sound like a materialistic thing it's not I'm very resp- I'm responsible for hundred acres uh, I, I I just can't let a hundred acres and say that's a hundred acres I'm responsible for that and taking care of that being a steward of that I'm I'm in the woods walking looking at what I, what's going on out there looking for wildlife being responsible for wildlife not cutting certain trees I mean there's I, I don't cut that, uh, I don't cut trees that woodpeckers have been in because woodpeckers are having a tough time finding where to live today. In fact, this tree outside, I'll show you. Yeah. It's, it's woodpeckers. He he did all the work. She showed up, didn't like it, and left. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> anyway, so you get you get the you get the concept that this is a home for deer who lived here for thousands of years. I mean, I'm I'm a steward of of something a lot bigger than John Barr. I mean, this is bigger in in a sense the. the the uh, the Canadian geese are here. They're on a, uh, on a list of, uh, of limited species. So I'm answering that call. So there's oh, there's, so a, there's a blessing. There's a blessing of the nature. Yes. There's a blessing of the physical aspects of the farm. Yeah. Uh-huh. What about the blessings that have come to your family through having a nice home? Okay. Through Thanksgivings, Christmases, it's taught them a culture. Uh, they love the work. Uh, the, uh, the, I mean, work. They love the building a fence over <laughs> my. My grandson, uh, go to my other grandson's house. There's always something to be done because we live in the country. And so there's, oh, that's pleasure. To be around eating and working, there's pleasure. So it all fits. I think that culture, I, I admire the fellow across the way. Uh, he's been, 
uh, I knew him. I coached him in basketball. He's uh, 60 years old now. I knew him when he was 12. He gets up every day and seven days a week and does most cows. And he has a 85 cows, him and his brother, two brothers. Now, you would say, how can they do it? Well, I'm with them. There's a spirit, there's a spirit in that place. When you were in there, it's so peaceful. There's no, there's no noise. It's just peaceful. There's so, what you find is there's no noise in this life. There's no, there's nothing, there's no static, there's no arguing. It's very, very peaceful. The rewards are peaceful. Like this house is very, very quiet. That's that's the rewards you get. You get you get you get your rewards from um, from another another location. It's not. It's different. Now, just uh, we're, we're not talking about. Uh, you know, I knew somebody used to rage against having land. He he uh, he felt everybody should live in a suburb. Sure. I had a, a, another. You know, somebody in my life that believed that everything should be convenient. You should be able to walk to a store, and a bar, or whatever. And and um, then you get uh, people who say, no, 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 we should live in a community, in a city, real tight spaces, in, in very high buildings. So that's more like Russia or mm-hmm. China sure. or something like that. Um, so this is not to have uh, a discussion about country versus other lifestyles that people choose. Yeah. What I was getting at is there's no matter where you choose if you choose working at something eventually there would be blessings but tell us a little bit about going through the work when it doesn't seem the blessings are there yet well you know when you um it's 35 below zero and your pipes in your house freeze and the plumbers take your pipes out of the house and throws them in the front yard <laughs> that 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 happened the first thanksgiving i hear i i, I, I when i bought this house there was no heat in this house. Oh, so we first. The, what year, year is this? Nineteen seventy-three. No, this uh, this house is seventeen. Seventeen seventy-eight. Seventeen seventy-eight. So it's Re- Revolutionary War. The uh, like the people of Quakers. They come from uh, nine partners in Dutchess County. Settled here. They were religious. They were Quakers, and they started Quaker Street, Quaker Street Church. Mm-hmm. They, they got. They founded that. So you you had no heat. You did no that. Heat. So you're pressing through the work oh, to that, get to the blessing. Abs- oh, but, abs- oh. but before you get to the blessing. I didn't blessing, buy it. I, I didn't buy, no, I did not buy this place what you're looking at. Yeah. What you're looking at was a result of John Barr and Mrs. Barr and my family being here for 50 years. This place was nowhere near trees. I planted Oh, no, no. This, no, no, I didn't buy it. And for our listeners and viewers, um, I would just like to say as you exit right you'll see a beautiful red barn uh, that was reconstructed from wood on the property. You'll see beyond that, you'll see a beautiful weeping willow that stands at least 40 feet high, maybe higher, that um, you and your wife planted. That's right. So I don't know how big it was when you planted it. <laughs> and then I, beyond that, you see that beautiful pond. Beyond that, you see well-groomed um, field. Right. And it reminds me of the story of the pastor who's invited over to the farmer's house for lunch. And as he drives up, he's, he's going past all these perfectly manicured fields and, and there's flowers and just acres and acres and acres of corn and barns. And the pastor goes, wow, God surely blessed you. And he said, the farmer said, God, you should have seen it when he had it. <laughs> amen. Amen. But well, the, I play, amen. But the, but that's, the, that's, I, that's I would like I mean. to get back to the young viewer or the young listener now. They can, um, no pun intended, from a farmer reap a lot of lessons from whatever they're, whatever it is they're going through right now. Maybe they're building a career and they're, they're just slugging it out. 
and they're saying, God, is there ever going to be a blessing? <laughs> you know, what about family? You know, John, we, we don't have to get into some of the reasons why, but we, we all know that a lot of people are not either getting married, um, choosing never to get married. All of that sort of goes back to what we were saying about not wanting a home or a household. Why? It's work. What are kids? Three in the morning, two in the morning, four in the morning. Very costly. Children are very costly. Well, of course, yeah. If you're looking to satisfy yourself, I mean, if you're making valuable bases on yourself, you're satisfying what you think, well, you, you, you're not going to be very happy. It's about others. Oh, it's about others. But, if, but, if but that's if that self contained. That goes in con- contradiction to what's being taught today. Oh, yeah, no. The, listen, listen, let's talk about kids and then let's talk about retirement. I want to. I want to get to no, that. Uh, all right. Let's talk about young people. There are they really. To, are they really being told, grow up, raise a bunch of kids, spend all your money on diapers, drive a little older car? Is that what really they're being told? And then I want your thoughts on the seniors. Every other commercial, retirement funds, travel, do this, get a second home, don't do any work when you get old. It's the same message to the young people and the old people. You have to think for yourself because m- most of what you say is, is, is somebody else's thoughts. It's not your own thought. You're taught, you're taught somebody else's thoughts. You have to arrive at who you are, read, be blessed, and understand what you are. You're, you, you, you're following someone else else's thoughts. And you, I don't see how you can be happy. How did you dodge... That to be an independent thinker. That's a, I'll think about that because I am. I did arrive at that. There was a price for that, but the rewards are far greater than that. I was different. Uh, I always say it was different. I I come here. My, my family thought there was something wrong with me. Because, I mean, they come here and they looked at this place and they said John John has finally flipped out because I was off. But the, the thing what was, they I was being was led. I, I was being led. I had I had faith. That I was, this was, uh, that uh, 1972, the Lord blessed me, and this would bless me. I'm telling you, this is, a, this is a spiritual journey for me. Besides that, I, I, I want to conflict it. But the basis of this is we had a, we had a faith, uh, a belief, and that gave me freedom. I'm, I'm a free person, uh, pretty much. I'm, uh, I can, I'm not restricted. I can go out and cut a tree and do that and say, well, you, they. Getting back to your the, the children of today, uh, I, it's a hardship for them to go through an educational process and be become an occupation. Uh, they're teaching you to become an occupation. You'll be from a physician or engineer. I have I have grandchildren engineers, but hopefully that's not who they identify themselves with being an engineer and live a life as an engineer. That's just a, a way of a, hopefully a work a work of love. If you love it, then it's good. But now, what are you going to do as a human being? The human being, who you are as a human being. I answered the call. I I do things uh, right now. Uh, I go Thursdays. And on a food truck in Albany, and I hand off food to people on the streets. Mm. That's that's I've been told to do that, by the way, and I feel very comfortable doing that. I'm in a very mixed crowd. Uh, the one of the women on my on my trucker's name is Queen. Her hair is purple, no problem. Yep. Uh, my driver is black. The other guy's Puerto Rican. Hey, 
It's no problem. So I love. It's, it's all what you. If you follow what you want to be, it's just no problems. That's who John Barr is. That's it. It's That's part who of I am. John Barr. That's who I am. You're, you're not a particular um, a careerist, or I I am this because I have this gift. Yeah, you've but, you've you've been able to out of that center. It sounds like you're a man of faith. So out of that center, you've been able to exercise these all kinds of different gifts. And there's, you don't just have corn in your field. You know, you've got asparagus, you got broccoli. You're you're growing a lot inside that heart. Ah, the, oh, absolutely, it's love. Oh, it's love. Oh, it's love. Oh, it's all about love. It just comes to you. They use the word love. I use the word care. You do what you you do. What's it comes from inside. You do what. Right, I I think when you when you it'd be awful for life to to go to a school and to be become. I'm not a weirdo. I'm it might sound, but well, yeah, you're a weirdo. You can go out and you're back to life. No, it was nothing like that. I was going back to nature. Nothing like that. I wasn't running away from people at all. This was I was including people. I was inclusive with people. I wasn't mm-hmm. uh, running away and being hybrid. No, my 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 diligence here. Most of the trees we planted. That's that's natural. You in a when you're in a feeling, you it's a natural thing. So I don't like to take credit. Well, look, he's no. It's a natural. Give yourself who you are, and these natural things come to you and 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 answer to you. You have to answer to it because you you, you said something very profound a few minutes ago about why people are not pursuing who who they are because they're they're being taught. Who's teaching them? What's driving them? Let's not just bash the educational system. Where are the philosophies coming to take the easiest way out? I mean, we, we mentioned seniors earlier about retirement. I call it refirement. I, I, you know, I don't think, there, you know, from a biblical point of view, if you, if you have a love of the scriptures, there's no such thing as retirement. But if you want to look at retirement, who said at 60 or 65 you stop living? That you're thrown out, that you're out to pasture, that you ne- you don't have an influence anymore. Who uh, is teaching seniors? Who are teaching these young people? Where where is the teaching coming okay. from? It's not just coming from a second grade teacher or a philosophy professor in your sophomore year in college. Where where is the philo- Where is it coming from? I I believe in uh, Adam Smith. Uh, he was a, you know, in the capitalism. You'll do more for yourself than you do for others. Is his teaching. Uh, there's, there's beauty in that, but why did you have the responsibility of the fruits of that? You will do more for yourself than you do for others. That's that's a teaching. That's capitalism, and it has to be harnessed. You, uh, if you, I think, what you you're answering the call when you turn your life over instead of to Christ, but to capitalists. And I have, I was worked for large companies. I'm not not, not finding fault, but you have to be your own person. You you still have to be done. You could get kidnapped by a Fortune five hundred company. You can, you can. I mean, your soul. <laughs> and they do, and they find ways of tolerating that with different things. You know, your bad things, take drugs and big houses and and uh, twenty thousand dollars seats at a, a, a Taylor Swift show, which I heard about yesterday. <laughs> but but the, all these satisfaction, the, all this stuff that you you depend on to make yourself happy as a result of the lifestyle you're living is it's is it's telling you that you're doing the wrong thing. If you are relying on something huge and on and moral and ethical, and I'm talking that if you make a lot of money, you have a responsibility to provide in a very responsible way for other people. That's what it's there for. It's not there for you to become a fool. And I see a lot of 
I see a lot of fools that they, but they don't admit to being a fool. They admit to being successful, but they've they've toned over who they are, and I have problems with that. I th- I think a lot of uh, a lot of the problems I see in our society evolve from from people who become very successful in a in a, in a system, and yet does not reward, go back, and benefit that. Uh, it's 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 an issue. It's it's very interesting. I'm getting a picture as a as a guy of the earth, of of the land laying low on the seventh year. You know, I mean, you you have to replenish the nutrients. You have to take the bounty from the first seven years and replenish it. And thank you for tuning in right here to The Age Sage, to part one of a three-part series with guest John Barr. For more episodes of The Age Sage, visit any major podcast platform. It's The Age Sage with your host and the senior editor, Robert J. LaCosta.